This is Gary Van Warmerdam from PathwayToHappiness.com with the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast. So this podcast, I'm going to talk with Ava, a self-mastery subscriber, sometimes coaching client in the past, and get her story of change. And I think there's some good insights that will help, help people. Hi, Ava. Hi, Gary. So this is a little funny because I've, I've gotten to know Ava pretty well in the past uh, year and a half. So I'm going to ask questions like I don't know things. Uh, but I think I might learn something new. Okay. Ava Baronius, tell us a little bit about your external world life, you know, how it's structured right now. Sure. I'm... 38 years old. I live in Stockholm, Sweden, together with my daughter, who's 12 years old. I, I work. I run a business within digital communication and some other exciting projects within coaching and self-mastery work nowadays. Okay. So self-mastery work, hmm, change your life? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um, let's give a little bit about where it started, though. Um, I Sometimes I like to give the after picture that, you know, things are going pretty well. And then you're like, oh, but it didn't start there. But let's let's go back, you know, a few years ago and you're – trying to figure out some issues in your life. What was going on? What was life like internally? When I found your work, I had reached a point where I knew I wanted to change what was going on inside, but it was a long history before that of, of feeling really bad in different ways and in different phases throughout my life. Uh, I had been through several, several phases of depression and a few different times where I had burnout or had really severe stress syndromes. And I was diagnosed with PTSD. I don't know if that happened before or after I found your work, but I had that diagnosed. And I had frequent panic attacks, a lot of anxiety, but this didn't, this didn't so much show up. So it was visible to a lot of people around me. I still, I was working. I did well. I've always been um, an achiever very ambitious needed to find that outer yeah to be to be successful or in some way it didn't have to mean that i have yeah have to make a lot of money or make a career but i have to be good at things that was important to me so it didn't how i was feeling internally didn't show i didn't show that well for people around me it would probably show for the person that I was in a closer relationship with. Um, 
the panic attacks and the depression weren't showing at work? No, there were times when I was sick, when I was away from work or because of that was two longer periods um, in my life when I was away sick for months or even a year um, getting back from burnout. But no, other than that, I think no one would suspect that I was not doing well. Did you know you weren't doing well or what did you, how did you perceive yourself? I, I did not want to be in, I didn't want to be in touch with that side that wasn't feeling well. Um, I tried to hide that side or I was scared of it. I think most of it, I didn't understand what it was about. And that, yeah, that scared me a bit. So I, I tried to push it away and I tried to fix me, fix things, fix the symptoms. Um, and of course, this caused a lot of stress too that didn't add, <laughs> that added, <laughs> added to the problem and it didn't, didn't help. Okay, so this denial, get, t- tell me more, what, what were the mechanics of this denial? so that people know what it might look like. How, how are you doing this denial and pushing things away and fixing it? Or yeah, the, pseudo-fixing it? Pseudo-fix, yeah, it was not really helping. But now I understand it better. Um, now I know more of some of the mechanics that was underneath it. I didn't understand what was going on, so I just kind of compartmentalized it or explained it gave it external explanations like it's because of this or this is going on at work or um, so I, I think I came up with explanations to myself that would yeah that would explain it that explain it. it explain what explain me not feeling well um, having panic attacks or feeling stressed I think it was, I was scared that that was who I was and I didn't want it to be who I was. So I was very much going back and forth through these, these different images of myself. I think you describe it really well in one of your articles where you are painting both of these pictures of, you have one image where you feel not worthy and worthless and who's not feeling well and then you put this other image on top of it an image of perfection which is like i'm fine i'm okay that was my mantra <laughs> i'm i'm fine i'm okay um and projecting that out to the world in work and yeah performance and yeah and it worked pretty well i mean i <laughs> depending on how you measure but it wasn't like i wasn't on the no, I was doing well at work. I was getting good positions and yeah, I was accomplishing things, but inside there was something not well and it really showed up in my relationships. That's where it would come up. The, well, if you're doing well in work, then you 
probably weren't feeling so much anxiety and depression there? Or was there like a lot of pressure to perform that you noticed or you just pushed that emotion aside as well? I got high from work. Like it, it was, it felt good being there. And especially with the uncomfortable emotions going on inside, then it felt like a refuge to go to work because I had fun and people liked me and I was appreciated and I did well. So I got high from being creative and come up with good ideas. And mm -hmm. so I, I escaped to work. So the worst, my personal life <laughs> was I, I would often go into a pattern of working more and more and more. And that's when I would get into the burnout because I would just get busy and work a lot and distract myself with work. And I noticed that when I would start coming home and there was like, I had no energy left. Like I got home and I had, had a really fun time at work, a fun day, but it was like the whole day had just passed without me being aware of it. I'd just been in a, in a bubble um, and things had just been happening and I'd been talking and doing things and and then I got home and it was like wait what happened and I didn't have a way to uh, to regulate my energy during the day so I used up all my energy at work and I got home and I did not didn't have any energy left for yeah relationship family being that's a pretty effective denial mechanism any <laughs> any other components to that well today i know more about like i mentioned what was going on i i hadn't learned how to connect being with uncomfortable emotions i had a defense protective mechanism that was there for a reason it was trying to protect me from anything that felt uncomfortable. So as soon as I had an uncomfortable emotion, uh, <laughs> that protective mechanism would just shut those off. I didn't have, I wasn't connected to my uncomfortable emotions. Mm. And that, and they shut it off at home. Was that part of being tired? Was that part of the burnout? Part of being tired, I think, and and not and being in denial of how I was feeling, I'm I'm feeling very confused and scared when uncomfortable emotions did show up, because eventually they did. It was like it was boiling underneath, or they were just you know suppressed, and then it would come out as a big panic attack or like a deeper depression or. Okay, so somewhere you hit bottom, and oh well, I guess you were doing you were doing things to try and address this for a while. What were you doing? What were they? What were they not getting to? The first time that I looked for help was when I got burned out the first time, and that was after my my dance and choreography training, or halfway into it, um, when I was around twenty two, twenty three. My inner judge was beating me up so badly for 
during my training in dance. There was like no, no end to what I could have done better or who I should be as a dancer. I got into a burnout and my body, like I got really sick physically as well. And I came back home to Sweden and that's when I, yeah, asked for help for the first time of trying to like figure this out because then I was really deep in a depression. I did, I didn't have feel a lot of emotions at all. I could not feel joy. I could not feel, yeah, a lot at all. And then I, I was in this stress group, um, therapy group for a while. I did one-on-one therapy, talk therapy. Later I did some CBT Cognitive behavioral therapy? Yes. And I did a lot of self-medication with, uh, not just with exercise and yoga and, and things like that, but it was more trying to handle my mood or my, how I was feeling from day to day more than anything longer. Yeah, I felt that I got some tools in CBT and and. And the talk therapy was good as well because I, I had to sit down and talk about this. But my denial system was so, it was so big. I, I, I couldn't get through to what really was going on during were, those sessions. You were really relying on, oh, I'm going to make my best self better and that will solve yes. everything. Yeah, and also this program <laughs> of being good at things like oh i can't be good in therapy as well (laughs) (laughs) like i have it all figured out and i see it and i understand it and you know uh, like look at me i'm doing great progress i'm feeling much better already which is not a very smart (laughs) strategy when you're in therapy because i mean you're supposed to be honest and did you did you think you were being honest at the time i think i i yes i thought i was honest yes but then was there a disconnect where then you'd go home and you'd be at home and be low energy and feel depressed or panic attack and then you're like you'd forget the story you told your therapist realization there that things aren't adding up to a whole number i think i was so quick with coming up with explanations when i had a bad day or when i was feeling bad it's like oh it's because of this or and my judge was always telling me, well, it's because you haven't done this or it's because, yeah, you didn't do this that you were supposed to. And that's why you're feeling that. So I had these explanations for it that was all kind of external or, yeah, something that I didn't do or something that. You could have done be better. Yeah. yeah, you were you were taking the, the wisdom, <laughs> wisdom's wrong word for it, from the inner critic and yeah. justifications as to why you weren't feeling good and, you know, just try harder and do those extra other things and life will be great. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that's wrong. Yeah. And that saves you from saying, I got a problem that I have to address. You know, if you've already got the solution pointed out, you don't look for anything else that it might be. And so you could miss a lot. Exactly. Yeah. It was still protecting me. I didn't think I was ready to look at these parts. Um, and I, I think in a way I wasn't, I hadn't shown up for it, um, in a way I wasn't, I wasn't ready to, to be with the emotions or 
let me put it this way, I hadn't learned how to be with the emotions yet. So it makes sense that it was still protecting me. Pushing, <laughs> pushing you to go fix something external to solve how you feel internally. Yeah. Uh, nobody's, nobody's ready to do that. No. Uh, you know, and their mind certainly Very doesn't few. direct them to it until, well, end up into it, and then you, you learn. So what happened? You, you, you then looked inward at the emotions somewhere, somehow, or you changed the game plan of what you were doing. What happened to do that? Yeah, I kept, life kept being really tough. Like things happened in relationships and there were more, more drama, more challenges uh, that kind of kept pushing me towards, <laughs> towards this point. And I remember it was very clear. I was sitting, I was in a relationship. We were in couples therapy to try and figure some things out. And this therapist is telling us what my partner should do for me to feel more safe and for me to feel that I could trust him. And there's something in there that's just like, there's something off with this. Like I, I can feel it inside something's off this this is not the answer and i couldn't put my finger on it right there and then but a few days later i was like no but that's that can't be it like my me feeling safe can't be relying on what someone else is doing and i just had that insight like I don't want to live my life that way. That's just off. Yeah, I don't want to be depending on them, what they do, um, how I feel about me, how my safety, my, my kind of my, my grounding, my platform of how I'm feeling. I don't want that to be dependent on what someone else is doing. If they so follow have, this script, I'll be fine. And, but then yeah. you're maybe part of you is always afraid, like, well, what if they don't follow the script? Because that's what I was in. I was in this endless <laughs> loop <laughs> or trap of that happening, of like making promises of what was supposed to happen. And then it didn't happen. And all my characters would come out and scream. Um, yeah. So. We call, we call it building an island of safety, an illusion of safety. Exactly. If, if. If, 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 if this <laughs> external world and other people do all these things that I want, then I'll be fine. Yeah, then I'll be fine. I'll be safe. I'll be feeling good. So I had that realization and I just had the thought there must be another way. And I started looking for another way and I found your work. Um, and immediately, yeah, started reading a lot of articles, started listening to the podcasts. And I think there, within a few days, I felt like, yeah, this is me. Like, I need to change what's going on in me. I have no idea what it is <laughs> yet, but I know it, the, yeah, the solution is within me. And yeah, you gave the, 
you gave a process for that. So quite fast, I was like signing up for your free sessions to see what that was about. And it really spoke to me. And well, yeah, I started doing the work on, on myself. So making that commitment to saying like, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to look at, to look at me. <laughs> and, and, and rely on yourself for your own emotional well-being and that that was a turning point yeah but you you mentioned earlier like i think one of the articles you read where i talk about this projected image we try and get everybody to see where that we can kind of hypnotize ourselves where that success mm-hmm. but yeah when we're by ourselves oh we feel this unworthy half of our ego self-importance that that I, I think you mentioned before, had a big impact on how you saw yourself. You mean then, after yeah, I that found article. your article? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Yeah, yes, you that, realized that, that you, were, you were playing this game in the way you told two different stories about yourself or believed two different conf- opposite things about yourself. Exactly. I think that was the first article that I read, and it was just like, yeah, when I found that article, it was just like, Finally, finally, someone's telling me what's going on. I think it was the first time that I could really feel, I get it now. This is what's going on underneath. And it was just this, this knowing from within that this is, this is true. This is exactly what's going on inside of me. I don't know all the details and all the <clears throat> parts of it yet for me, but this is like what you described in your article that was like yes i can feel that's what's happening inside of me these are two different images myself positive and negative these are the two different kinds of stories they have two different emotions and i go back and forth between the two but they're just two different very hypnotizing stories exactly and i could understand then why i was running (laughs) from that unworthy image like how and i could understand that that it was that part of me that was coming up in my relationship or in those darker more challenging moments that was the part that was showing up and just that understanding (laughs) i yeah that helped me so much just an an acknowledgement that it's there and that needs to be addressed yeah but also just getting the picture it's like oh i got a map to what's going on it's like i have a visual (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah instead of being confused about yourself what's happening i think that helped me because like i described i was always trying to come up with explanations and of what was going on and here I got a different explanation, which helped my, my mind to, to wrap itself around it. It's like, okay, now, okay, we got a different image now, but at least we have, we have something. <laughs> we have an explanation. We can believe in this explanation and we can work, we can work with that. So in that sense, my, my mind got on board because it, it had an explanation. And it was different than what the inner critic says, oh, just go do more, be better, be more perfect, and, yeah. and, and stop doing this wrong stuff. You like 
the solution wasn't an external solution by the inner critic. And I was like, oh, no, there's this other thing going on inside me. Yeah. And it felt so I could feel it being more truthful. Like I've, I could feel that in my heart or soul or some, somewhere inside that this is, this is a more truthful image than what the inner critic has been telling me. So you're doing the course, you're on board. How did that go? What were some experiences with that? Well, I really dove into your course. This is back in 2015, I think. And I made it kind of my full-time job (laughs) (laughs) or main priority. I should say, like every day I did something. I listened to something, I practiced, I was journaling. So I was very motivated. Um, Maybe some part of that was also still the, (laughs) someone trying to accomplish something, but. I perform a image saying I'm that person. Yeah, but I was fine with that one because, you know, it, it, in a way it helped me along. So, um, I yeah, within, I think from within a few days after starting your course, I haven't had a panic attack like that. That just went away. And I think that... That was because I understood better what was going on inside of me. I think the panic came from not knowing, not understanding, um, and being scared of those uncomfortable emotions or or these sides of me that I didn't want to know <laughs> about or that I didn't want to, I didn't want them there. So when they showed up and I didn't understand what they were, I would ev- eventually go into panic. Um, so they they went away like fast and attacks yes and that helped me of course with motivation like (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm on to something here or 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 gary's on to something and i and i want to know more about (laughs) what that is yeah that's occasionally I have people who will make a big shift like that, but that's not what I have people to look forward to, to hang their progress on and build confidence. Yeah. I'm like, they'll look for smaller things, look for, yeah. for little stories that change and little emotions that change. Yeah. But yeah, if you get one like that, then you have, yeah, you're, there's big motivation. Yeah. And I could see that there was still, I mean, a lot of work to be done in a way. It was like, the more I understood, the more, work i realized <laughs> i had in front of me um, did that feel worse is that like oh crap both as like yeah sometimes it was definitely like oh crap like sh- starting to see um what i had created inside of me and mm. but also the relief of like well i got some practices now like i can do something about this i have i have a process and yeah, you you had you had a system to address those things. You found yeah. so you felt comfortable finding it. You're like, okay, I know I can work through this. Yes, and yeah. then, yeah, going through the program, uh, so many different bases, like um, 
I know I had a really, it was really easy for me to wrap my head around the kind of the understanding part of it. And then I know when I got to the emotions exercise, oh, a lot of resistance. It's a big part you mentioned earlier of all the stuff you were avoiding those emotions. So yeah, you get that, you get that emotions exercise and you say, here they are. Yes. No, well, <laughs> yeah, and what happened was that I remember starting doing the exercise where you have yeah, tra- tracking your emotions, tracking your emotions to keep a track of what kind of emotions. And I could do it like half the first half day, and then I stopped because for me, then for my denial system to look at that chart and see that I had 90. negative or whatever you want to call them emotions Uh, that denial system could not cope with that (laughs) i i just felt so uncomfortable looking at that chart and and see you know see the cards cards laid out that way of saying like this is how i'm feeling inside these are the emotions that i'm carrying inside daily I, I I couldn't. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. You just that. did you just like stop doing the exercise and ignore the whole process for a couple of days? What? <laughs> yeah, I did not. I I kind of I journaled about it. Uh, or you journal about your reaction to that yes. realization. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So yes. okay, good. Then you move a layer outward. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I can't do the practice. What's going on? That's Oh, yeah, what's my reaction to, to the practice? What's reaction to the practice? Yeah, so you have a yeah. system to approach that. Good. So it was just like, okay, uh, putting that on the list of something to address. Like, okay, <laughs> I, I have a tough time, or parts of me have a tough time facing these uncomfortable emotions. Okay, now, but now I see it. Now, now yeah. I know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there was, I, I don't even know how to summarize that whole process uh, it was life-changing for me and i went about it like i said with great motivation i was just diving into it and later on when emotions did open up i had a lot of them and yeah emotions coming out uh, a lot of crying in fetal position <laughs> yeah for some people that's good progress it doesn't look like progress but that's good letting it out great it is great progress (laughs) and i mean for me who hadn't been able to even face having emotions like that or was in denial of having them this was huge huge progress Yeah. yeah and realizations i i remember that i was waiting a lot like looking at the program but haven't gotten all the lessons yet uh but i remember i wanted to get to the hidden belief hidden beliefs one i was like that that's i think that's where the gold is probably because that's what we're doing isn't it like we're we're Core beliefs yeah. yeah we're finding the beliefs and changing them so i was just like let's get to that lesson. <laughs> um but then later I realized, okay, it's all different lessons are building a skill. Yeah. Yeah, for me to 
to even to be for me to be with these parts of me because i if i can't even be with them one if i can't see them i got no chance but then the next step if i can't be with them and be accepting of them being there and being curious and not judging of them well then i don't have a chance to 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 get to know them so they can shift and that was big it took me it took me a while uh, to have that realization but the, the preparation necessary to yeah. to see the, to be a be able to see those beliefs and work yeah. through them instead of you know the kind of reactions you have from yeah because yeah. understanding the different parts that a belief is held together with what it consists of and how it's how it's kind of owned by an identity inside like the characters yeah uh, subpersonalities the yeah. like well way i talk about a victim or an inner judge or you know it, it has this whole world that has us in yeah uh and we we're fully believing the narrative it feels true and so it feels true looks true sounds true our self-image makes it matches true it's like all our senses and the nervous system tell us it's true so you know it's like how do you not believe it if those multiple aspects are, are giving you feedback of an experience of it being true it's like no so you have to prepare yourself to like in several different ways. Yeah, and, and for that part that is holding this belief, it's their whole world. Yep. And, and to go in and say, why are you doing this? <laughs> why, are you, why do you have this belief? I mean, it, yeah. won't, it won't help. Yeah. One, it doesn't have another understanding of something yeah. else even being, even existing. And two, now it's feeling judged and will defend itself. And, you know, you'll just activate the whole program, the whole system again and again. Yeah. You got so judged. learning to do, to do something with, mm, outside of the program. Like, yeah. okay, what is the program doing? And let me do something completely different. Yeah, because it's the, the automated response of the mind is to have a judgmental program about your judgments. Exactly. Oh, I shouldn't be so judgmental. Yeah. Like, well, now you've just doubled up. <laughs> you've doubled down on the thing you don't want to do. But it does it automatically. And then you're like, yeah. oh, well, now I'm being judgmental. That's stupid of me to be judgmental about my judgments. Like, okay, now you've yeah. tripled up. So, yeah, like, this is how do you step outside that? Uh, it's a tricky, tricky system that way. Yeah. And until you realize that, okay, it will also take hold of, of the process that you're doing the work the self-mastery work that you're doing and after a while to see that that yeah they're using that against you or judging you for having done enough or i should be feeling better or i should have reached this point yeah yeah that positive image of ourselves trying to use it used as a club where we should be um okay so Life's not like that now. <laughs> You've been no. in the trenches. You got yeah. out of the trenches. Life got pretty good. What's it feel like? What was it feeling like? Moving out of that, which you did a lot of work on. 
Oh man, I remember days when I had shifted things. I think at that point I'd also gone to one of your retreats in, in Mexico. And yeah, things really opened up, shifted there for me. Um, things that I, I, I probably would have been able to get to it on myself, but it really accelerated and also gave me this utter well, well sense of of the world without the program like a, a, a feeling of unconditional love that I hadn't experienced in my life or I think I have but when I was much younger <laughs> a child but that we know when we're three or five but forget us exactly I didn't I didn't have a memory of it as a grown-up or yeah teenager. And, and, and not having a feeling of it what does that exactly yeah. so I think going there my my motivation shifted from first it was like I want to get out of the suffering I can't live like this I don't want to live like this and then going to the retreat after that I had this sense of like oh my god there's something on the other side here that seems incredible wonderful that I couldn't that I didn't imagine or didn't even think of. I was just busy getting out of the suffering. <laughs> so then that, that motivation shifted and that was, I was still working through things and it was still, I, I wanted to go to dissolve them, to change those patterns. But it was also like, I want to have more of what's enjoyable in my life. And I remember days, I think it was like a Monday, it was a Monday morning, I was walking into town to a meeting and I was just high on life, like for no particular reason. I was just walking in and I just felt great. I was just feeling this joy and like this bubbly happiness. <laughs> you know, it was a Monday morning and <laughs> I was on my way to work and and I, I was just in awe of this feeling inside. Like I was almost bouncing down the street. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Like, is it, is this possible? Am, am I feeling this? This is, this is great. <laughs> but also in such a big contrast to what I'd been feeling just, you know, a year ago. I, I hadn't been close to a feeling like that, I don't know, for almost my life. So, yeah, then I started having, having experiences like that of really, sometimes it was just this peaceful calm from mind being much more quiet. And I just felt like this content feeling, which was also very new, like content. <laughs> like what's that? I need to achieve. I need to do something. Like, no, I just feel content. And yeah, sometimes it was this high of feeling this really high feelings of joy, happiness. So when that started shifting, I could kind of 
now I had an experience of that in my body and I could start working with that like in in practices in in meditations both in your in the self-mastery course too uh, where you more go into that of, of intent and creating the life that you want so I could use that feeling and just build build that build from that that was pretty pretty amazing yeah and now i mean yeah the journey just keeps going i mean it's the more joy i was able to feel the more happiness the more love i could connect to it was like new pockets could show up that wasn't yeah there was time to let go of it it felt almost like this constant upgrading from my life being completely stuck in a few different loops that was just repeating and repeating itself all of a sudden everything was just moving <laughs> uh, sometimes moving. it felt like what was chaos. what was moving the, the inner personal, parts the inner parts were changing okay. yes they were changing and shifting from being stuck and kind of static and just repeating their their same stories and the same neural pathways again and again like now everything was changing and shifting was that was that exciting and fun was it scary was it some of both both yeah Definitely. because you you lose a sense of yourself you can get confused who am i where is this going part yeah. of the mind wants to to know to have a, a, a feel safe in consistency and sameness and yet we can feel trapped and suck in that supposed safety too so it's this yeah you know you got to balance you know a sense of the mind needing stability in a way so yeah and some of these parts have been there <clears throat> for so so long so it's such a ingrained part of your identity so yeah. it's like letting go of them you're like who am i without this and you start seeing more and more parts that you're like oh shit <laughs> these are parts too well uh, what is is there a core in here? Like, will all of me just go away? What is, what is true at all? Yeah. What do and, I believe I am? That, that structure, yeah. identity, image, as you let it go, you're like, well, what's, well, yeah, will I disappear? Exactly. And of course, then the reactions also from these parts of you afraid of dying, like they don't want to, they think they're really needed in your world. Uh, yeah. So they, they might, you know, just, have a big panic <laughs> about me poking around at them. Yeah. yeah, but it felt like, okay, all now all of a sudden everything was moving and shifting and changing. And sometimes it felt chaotic, but with that, it was like these constant upgrades, something would release because I was working on it, observing it. Sometimes it went fast. Sometimes it was several weeks months that i was you know looking at a certain part observing it and then um when it was time um i was chipping away at it piece by piece and then it was time it would dissolve or something yeah in a, in a meditation or practice or journaling something and when something went away there it was like there was room for for something else <laughs> then I could build more love and with building more love then there were new parts that show, showed up 
because in this new upgraded version there was no room for for these parts either so Wait, it just, you 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 a little unclear there with the new love new parts would show up you mean other parts other old beliefs would show up yeah that, like didn't work congruent with that new love so yeah these exactly older unworthy parts or fears or judge self-judgments or criticisms you're like that that there's more of a a conflict when yeah. new love shows up with those old beliefs yeah so it's not like it becomes it's interesting process because not like as you as you move into love you've got a conflict with your mind that's holding fear one of those has got to go so yeah it's not it's not like oh you just everything's easy no more love means other stuff's got to get cleaned out Oh. exactly it's like you're you know you're renovating your your house or something and you're like you're painting the it's like oh the the walls really need to get painted and you renovate them and you paint them and now you see with the new walls like that you really need to paint the ceiling as well because, <laughs> <laughs> because in comparison now with the new pretty walls like your ceiling yeah. it's kind of dirty yeah <laughs> Okay. similar okay. what else are you doing in your practices that that helped uh aside just from the course i don't i i think that the courses has a lot of tool sets you got you got a lot of boosts from the retreats you went on you went on multiple retreats mm -hmm. uh but i think everybody brings in some other pieces that work for them in their practices what else did you bring in from other places a lot of different things or maybe not a lot of different things but i like i said i really was motivated to do change so i looked for pieces that i felt i needed i had trauma in my in my background and that was something that i i realized kind of was ingrained differently um there was belief beliefs formed from it but it was like the traumatic events themselves yeah it wasn't properly processed in me so that i did emdr with so i could process specific events that way and that was really helpful i did a lot of meditation that helped me get focused i i i practiced since i had this denial system that didn't want to look inside <laughs> it helped me to to practice meditation because it practiced my focus and it practiced my ability to turn inward um, and start sensing instead of thinking about things that was a really important shift that i needed to make to get in touch with my emotions because i was thinking about things i was thinking about problems and i was thinking about my left foot but i had a hard time sensing anything in my body and that was because of trauma like i that part had been kind of shut off for me so there was something that i had to build a connection with sensing in the body and feeling safe with sensing in the body and sensing what i was allowing feeling. yourself to feel because you learn to shut down and, and repress 
Yes. Certain feelings, certain experiences. Yes. Yeah. And in there, the, I did what some people call resourcing or finding, um, finding a safe place that could be with self-love or connecting with something bigger or connecting with um, like a kind character or an ally or something uh, that could hold me or, or me connecting with that love that I could hold these um, wounded parts. Um, so a lot of that I needed to, to practice to really get to yeah, to allow for the emotions to come out. I mean, this was such a big part of my life. And I realized, like... The, the internal journey process that you were on? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, um, yeah the self-realization and the <laughs> inquiry inside, and, and, but also the, the other part of building my new life. So I started getting really interested into that whole world. Like, what else is there? what more can I do that I haven't been aware of? <laughs> How can I create my life the way I want to? Yeah, well, so, then, then you did a complete, you know, change your external life. Yes. Yeah. A lot. And I had this period where I was like so tired of having putting off everything that I wanted for me in life. Uh, so I started, you know, saying yes to everything and, 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 and started to learn new things skateboarding when i was 35 i went i signed up for salsa dancing classes i started traveling i started traveling on my own things that i had dreamt of doing or you know what i i i wasn't even aware that i'd been dreaming them but i was envious of other people doing it so i started taking that as my clue whenever a envious were- thought would show up inside of me <laughs> i would like Oh, let me look at that. It probably means that I want to do that. <laughs> Instead of looking as a negative, you saw the, the pearl in there. Yes. Okay. So I started getting in touch with things that I wanted because that was a big gap for me too. I wasn't what, able to feel that. Not being in touch with what you wanted, that's, that's part of not being in touch with feeling. Yes. Yeah, and if you're not in touch with what you want, you're not allowing yourself to feel desire. You're not going to create the life you want. So yeah, being in touch with feeling is key. It's just we tend to avoid it because there's painful feelings. So yeah, got to get over that hurdle to then get to the what you desire and then experiencing what you want. Yeah, and I I made that into a very sometimes a very practical exercise. Like I. I was out traveling a lot on my own, uh, which was completely new for me. And I would, you know, rent the car somewhere and just go off driving on roads that I've never been to. And I would get to a fork in the road and I would be like, left or right. There's no one else here to ask, where do I want to go? And like figuring out what that felt like in the body, like figuring out when it didn't matter to me if I went left or right or figuring out when I did have something that I wanted to do more than something else so yeah was this part of noticing all those sensations and feelings and those subtle messages in the body 
meditation was part of that Definitely. learning internal yes. presence with yourself. Yes. Just yeah. sitting, observing, sensing. And I've done a lot of different meditation techniques and kind of changed them or found new ones depending on what I needed in the process at the time. Sometimes it was a lot of self-love and gratitude. And sometimes it was being with uncomfortable emotions. Sometimes it was really practicing focus because I could see how my mind just wanted to get away from what I was doing and it would distract. So, yeah, the meditation practice would shift, but... Yeah, it, w it would be about different things depending on where I was in the process. Explored a lot of different dimensions of meditation, including the, you know, going well out there beyond the mind. Yes, that's, <laughs> that, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in the process of having that sense of, I sometimes nowadays describe it as, you know, you have this seat of consciousness where, before all my different parts, all these characters have been sitting, been taking turns of sitting in, in my seat of consciousness. Yeah, the voices in your head running your life. Exactly. They've just been, English. yeah, behind the, behind the wheel um, of my car. And then seeing that and seeing, oh, okay, I can shift these parts around their migration and I can actually change them but then also realizing that there's something beyond all that, beyond the mind and yeah, having more and more experiences of, of that. Yeah. The <clears throat> world's open up when the mind, you get beyond that. It's quiet. Yeah. There's a, there's worlds of experiences beyond yes. just the narratives of the thoughts we think and staying in the stories. Um, yeah, that's, when, the, that's a, when it gets it, more fun. Definitely. And it becomes more enjoyable to be human. It's like all of a sudden I could see what a, what a unique gift it is <laughs> to be, to be a human in this lifetime. And yeah, that shifted the whole experience of being alive. You're teaching this now. You have your own clients. You're doing your own classes. Uh, Newsflash, Ava's teaching with me at events. And uh, where's that enthusiasm come from? I haven't asked you that. What? 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 Why do you want to share? Why? Why? What motivates you to do that? Well, a little ways into this work. I realized I spent, I spent so much time with it and it happened. Well, it happened because I was suffering and I <laughs> wanted out of the suffering, but, but then it, it kept, it kept me intrigued. Like I realized there's no end to this. There's just more to explore. There's an end to, to suffering or the personal suffering that I'd been in, but there's, there's more to explore and I just kept naturally going. Um, 
I, I, I wanted to discover what was next, what was deeper, what was beyond this experience. And that kept happening uh, by itself or I was, I enjoyed doing it. So a little ways in, I realized, well, there's not a lot of things in my life that I spend this much time with this easily. And it's just happening. And so that was part of it. Like I want to, I want to spend my, my time doing a lot of this work anyway. So, and this exploration. And I think I realized also that, well, my journey and what I've experienced, everyone's journey is different. And what I've experienced can help others insights or approaches or yeah an experience that I had that just resonates with with other people doing the journey so that was one part of of it also of seeing that well I could actually be of of service to others doing this and then it's also just looking around and seeing you know, looking at the world and just seeing, having stepped out of some of my own program and then seeing all the programs around me. And, and it's, it's fine. It's okay that everyone, that the whole humanity lives in these programs, but the people that do want to change it, the people that do have a longing for something more, that have a feeling that there is more for them and maybe the people that are suffering or that have been experienced trauma like yeah if i can if i can contribute to helping them stepping out of that in any way just by telling my story and that it's possible i that feels very satisfying to me to be able to do that Selfless service is also self-serving. It's not a contradiction. It's not at all. It's, that's one of the beautiful paradoxes, huh? But we, yeah, when we're in, the, in a program, we, we tend to say, oh, but that, that's a selfless deed, or that's not a selfless deed. Um, that's from the ego. It's like, yeah, but it's all the same anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you love people and your compassion towards people, it feels good and good for them. Yeah. Okay. So in that vein, yeah, I know there's a lot more to have you share, but we're just going to jump in that vein of service. Upcoming projects. What's mm -hmm. next on the agenda that you have excitement about? A lot of things. Um, one thing that I wanted to share for a year or two now is to share my experience with meditation and how that can help people doing the self-mastery course. So right now I'm putting together an um, online course on pathwaytohappiness.com for a meditation course for people doing the self-mastery course mainly. Um, because I see the tremendous help 
and I know that some are already doing this in the self mastery course because there are meditations included there. Um, and some naturally will go into that practice of being with themselves. Uh, but I also know people that are struggling and that come up against a lot of resistance towards it. Maybe they feel scared for what's going to show up inside when they sit and look inward. And maybe it's just restlessness and the endless mind chatter or that expectation that meditation should be one thing. Like you should feel blissful and go to this state. <laughs> and when that's not happening, we're feeling like a failure. So big lie. Yeah. Big lie. Like that's what, when you sit down and be quiet, what's going on inside you will re reveal itself to you. So the self mastery course and a meditation practice goes so well hand in hand because you're getting ready for, <laughs> you're getting ready for looking at what's showing up inside and, and a more, um, and a regular meditation practice will help you train your focus. It will train your, the muscle of your attention for you to direct it towards different parts of you. And it can also give you the skill to go out beyond the mind. So you can kind of mm, dissolve out where you can look at the mind and the activity in the mind, but you're not identified with it at all. So that's what I want to share. Um, and we're going to do it similar with like step-by-step -step practices, building that skill, building up to a longer meditation practice and be very realistic and kind to ourselves of how we approach that drawing from my own experience with kind of punishing myself with the meditation practice and <laughs> having to be perfect with it. Um, According to your, having your, having your judge direct your meditation practice. Exactly. <laughs> that would be so, a problem. Yeah. So I'm just sharing that so that, you know, people can skip a few steps that I had to go through. Yeah. <laughs> You'll navigate them through these obstacles Yeah. and, and, and get the benefits and avoid the, the traps as quickly as possible yeah. yeah but it's really going deep that's that's what i want to go with it and that's what i hear when i talk to people doing the course where they want to go because they have the sense of there's something more yeah. and i want to have the experience of that so that's happening sometime in i'm gonna launch sometime in january and it'll be a 12-week course or something like that where i'll also be there it will be self-study, but everyone, it will start at the same time and end at the same time. So there's a time frame where you can sign up and I'll check in with people and have Q&A sessions and live sessions every week as well. I Go think ahead. of a lot of that going beyond stuff is what I've, what I've done in retreats for people. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're, we're just going to go for this experience and, and expanded consciousness and expanded unconditional love and experience yeah. of that possibility. But, you know, for you to take it as a practice, like the take home version on, on your own and say, here, here people go, 
go beyond your your mind stories this way in a practical way that's uh that's beautiful yeah i think i'm really looking forward to it (laughs) and then there are some retreats and things that we're doing you and me and also neil bjorklund together in costa rica in march and more events coming up more events coming up depending on when you listen to this podcast they may have happened but there'll be other ones on the calendar exactly anything else to share with people here about change being possible the (laughs) yeah you're going to find obstacles and uh oh moments and yeah it's not a pretty process at times <laughs> i think that's important too <laughs> to be very clear with because when things start showing up and you know your whole system starts reacting and, and shaking and and having panic and maybe your mind is screaming louder than it has in years and you're like, this is not working. Shouldn't I be feeling better? Like, yeah, to know, to feel grounded in that, oh, it's part, you're on the right track. Like these parts are being exposed for you to see them. And if you can take that approach of them being clues for you, for what's going on, every time they reveal themselves to you, you get a better understanding of what's going on. And even if you can't get to everything at the same time, you just put them on your little list and you get to it. But yeah, knowing that this process is not, <laughs> it's not for the faint hearted. <laughs> doing it at manageable steps. Well, you know, my, my mentor, he called this as, you know, this is spiritual warrior stuff. You, know, you were going to war with fear and, self-judgment and the victim aspects of ourselves are like, well, this is, this is, this is serious. Um, yeah. This just takes a serious effort. And, you know, it makes me wonder sometimes if I've misnamed the website, it shouldn't be called pathway to happiness. It should be like, okay, pathway to happiness, but not immediately. Uh, there may be some unhappiness that you have to clean up. Uh, fears and judgments to face so that you can work through them. You know, all of that's kind of a little bit long for a URL, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not, not a pathway to immediate happiness. Sometimes you, you go, like you said, you know, what did you, you, you finding your envy and it, being honest about your envy allowed you to get in touch with the things you wanted. So it's like, how do you find a better life? You're like, sometimes it's like, oh, sit with the envy. What is it telling you? Yeah. So, and sometimes it's, what's the panic attack about? And what's the, what's the story of the judge saying you're supposed to focus your attention on? And what is it afraid of? So, yeah, those aren't, and, and, and to do that, you have to have skills over your attention and, and to be present with the emotion and, and be outside the story. So it's, it's, it's not a, a something that people immediately, you know, this is why I layered it in steps. I, I knew when I put this course together, I'm like, people need time to practice. These yeah. are skills. You don't go to, I'm going to go learn how to play the guitar or piano and go, I want to learn a song the first day. 
No, you, you have to train your fingers how to move mm -hmm. uh, so that you can then let it roll. Yeah, but man, we've made alternate names for your for your website <laughs> several retreats we 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 <laughs> like <clears throat> with, yeah with other participants there and just like it should not be called that it should be pathway to crappiness or something <laughs> or, or at times you feel it's more like halfway to happiness but you're not like <laughs> we have several name suggestions <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I what what I tell you? It's uh, <laughs> I'm playing the long game. Yeah, uh, it's about the long game. Uh, but also, I really want to share that. It's so worth it. I I didn't think feeling the way I'm feeling inside nowadays, like doing the things I'm doing, um, living the life I'm living. Like even it has changed a lot of ways for me externally as well, doing things that I, that I didn't think I would ever be able to. I didn't think that was in my, within, it wasn't within my, my box, my understanding of life or what was possible in life for me. So it's like I'm living a completely different life from when I did. And with that said, it doesn't mean that I'm less myself. It feels completely the opposite. I feel like I'm more myself. Yeah, and a funny I mean, paradox again, at the same time, not needing that identity of who I am as much as before. I'm free, free moving into different expressions. If it's happiness or sadness or whatever is going on, I feel free to move into them and letting them pass through me. While before I was so scared of these parts coming, visiting, and I was like, oh no, that can't be me. I don't want that to be me. Now none of it is me. <laughs> it's different expressions moving through me. And me is something so much bigger. Yeah makes me think of a, a, a client who years ago a conversation with her she realized she was so sad disappointed frustrated she was pissed she's like gary i thought this you know i'm going to do this work and i'm never going to have a bad moment i'm never going to be unhappy i'm never going to and i'm like who told you that uh okay yeah i've got to i've got to clear up some distortions people have what I'm trying to do, but now I still feel all my emotions. I actually feel them more so than ever before. I'm more in touch with them, and sometimes there's sadness, and sometimes there's hurt, and but they pass generally very quickly, and I'm present with them. I'm like, okay, what's that about? It's I don't fear feeling them. I don't yeah. resist feeling them, and you know, we still have all these human experiences. Mm -hmm. my my mom passed away uh last year and it was sad and i cried and i grieved and that was fine it was nice it's the you know fear of feeling it keeps us stuck and trapped in it 
Yeah, I'm more in love with being human today. Yeah. And yeah. I've, I've passed through phases where I was kind of denying the human side in this work too, where I was like, oh, it's all about the, the beyond. <laughs> the, the, oh, I want to go out there in space and experience more and more. But <clears throat> at one point that broke too. And today I'm, I'm in love with all the different parts. It's like it's it's being human and, and walking to the grocery store, uh, <laughs> and everything that's going on, or even you know having a cold, or having a, a feeling. It's like that's that's unique to being human. Why would I reject that? Why would I reject the experience that I've been given? And so even, yeah, the human side of, of, of losing people, you know, they, they die and they leave you or go away. It's like, yeah, even that, there's some kind of beauty in it. There's, for me, you know, as I've gotten into it, there's this deep appreciation for the time you get to have with them. Yeah. You know, that goes, ooh. Yeah, you look at it differently. And yeah, this, this whole approach is a completely different perspective and it's a completely different connection with life and every sensation. And one that's not fathomable from where you were five years ago, where I was years ago. Yeah. Uh, but it's... Uh, and so people who don't have that experience kind of go, well, that I can't imagine that. I can't. No, you can't. I couldn't. No, no, I couldn't. And, and there's something about within the narrative stories of that, we're limited on our experience until we have the experience. We're like, Oh, this is, this is how it is. This is, this is how you can look at these experiences when you don't have those narratives and those fears of feeling. And Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the theory and the concept of it is very different from having the experience. Yeah. And now it's a knowing inside of you and, then you just know. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for putting together this meditation course and, and, and making it such a compliment with the self-mastery course. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to the results people get with that as an assistance with your, your experience doing the course, your passion for it, the insights you're going to give. I know they're going to be a huge value to people. So thank mm -hmm. you for that. I look forward to that coming out soon. You're welcome, and thank you. So and you can find more about Ava Baronius and where she's teaching, what she's doing at the website is? Selfmasteryandbeyond.com Selfmasteryandbeyond.com mm -hmm. and, uh, and Not as good as Pathway to Happiness, but... Yeah. Well... You know, are, are, are people going to come up with different name for that website eventually, too, when they find out, you know, all the things that they're doing, changing their life? I hope so. I hope so. You hope so? I'm open yeah. for new name suggestions and, yeah, okay. and people having fun with it. Good. Good. They'll be invested and they'll get good stuff out of it. They do. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. This is Gary Van Wormerdam with Ava Baronius with the Awareness and Consciousness podcast from pathwaytohappiness.com. 
with my guest, Ava Bronius. A little about her journey.